Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Samuel chapter 2 from the World English Bible. Hannah prayed and said, My heart exults in Yahweh. My horn is exalted in Yahweh. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one as holy as Yahweh, for there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Don't keep talking so exceedingly proudly. Don't let arrogance come out of your mouth, for Yahweh is a God of knowledge. By Him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken. Those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread. Those who were hungry are satisfied. Yes, the barren has borne seven. She who has many children languishes. Yahweh kills and makes alive. He brings down to Sheol and brings up. Yahweh makes poor and makes rich. He brings low. He also lifts up. He raises up the poor out of the dust. He lifts up the needy from the dunghill to make them sit with princes and inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are Yahweh's. He has set the world on them. He will keep the feet of his holy ones. But the wicked will be put to silence in darkness, for no man will prevail by strength. Those who strive with Yahweh shall be broken to pieces. He will thunder against them in the sky. Yahweh will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Elkanah went to Ramah to his house. The child served Yahweh before Eli the priest. Now the sons of Eli were wicked men. They didn't know Yahweh. The custom of the priests with the people was that when anyone offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant came while the meat was boiling with a fork of three teeth in his hand, and he stabbed it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. The priest took all that the fork brought up for himself. They did this to all the Israelites who came there to Shiloh. Yes, before they burned the fat, the priest's servant came and said to the man who sacrificed, Give meat to roast for the priest, for he will not accept boiled meat from you, but raw. If the man said to him, let the fat be burned first, and then take as much as your soul desires. Then he would say, No, but you shall give it to me now, and if not, I will take it by force. The sin of the young men was very great before Yahweh, for the men despised Yahweh's offering. But Samuel ministered before Yahweh, being a child, clothed with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little robe and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, May Yahweh give you offspring from this woman for the petition which was asked of Yahweh. Then they went to their own home. Yahweh visited Hannah, 
and she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. The child Samuel grew before Yahweh. Now Eli was very old, and he heard all that his sons did to all Israel, and how that they slept with the women who served at the door of the tent of meeting. He said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. No, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make Yahweh's people disobey. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against Yahweh, who will intercede for him? Notwithstanding, they didn't listen to the voice of their father, because Yahweh intended to kill them. The child Samuel grew on and increased in favor both with Yahweh and also with men. A man of God came to Eli and said to him, Yahweh says, Did I reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in bondage to Pharaoh's house? Didn't I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? Didn't I give to the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? Why do you kick at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honor your sons above me to make yourselves fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Therefore Yahweh, the God of Israel, says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now, Yahweh says, far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me will be cursed. Behold, the days come that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house, that there will not be an old man in your house. You will see the affliction of my habitation in all the wealth which I will give Israel. There shall not be an old man in your house forever. The man of yours whom I don't cut off from my altar will consume your eyes and grieve your heart. All the increase of your house will die in the flower of their age. This will be the sign to you that will come on your two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas. In one day they will both die. I will raise up a faithful priest for myself, who will do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house. He will walk before my anointed forever. It will happen that everyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread, and will say, Please put me into one of the priest's offices, that I may eat a morsel of bread. That's the end of chapter 2. I have just a couple of thoughts I wanted to share about it. One is regarding verse 25, where it says, Eli's sons didn't listen to the voice of their father because Yahweh intended to kill them. I think the context of the story makes it pretty clear that they weren't going to be changing their minds. They might have stopped doing this one particular thing, but God hardened their hearts to continue in the actions that showed what their hearts were really like. Verse 29, where it talks about Eli honoring his sons above God, makes it sound like Eli was also eating of these sacrifices. Even though he reprimanded his sons for taking them, he was eating them along with them. And when he says they were making themselves fat on the best of the offerings, God wasn't speaking in a hyperbole, as you will see in later chapters. 
In verse 33, there's a curious description where it says, The man of yours whom I don't cut off from my altar will consume your eyes and grieve your heart. And there is a note in the Bible here that says that could also be translated or blind your eyes with tears, which goes along with the idea of grief. In the section starting at verse 27, where God is talking about the house of Eli's father, and then he also later talks about your house, there's a distinction there. So the house of Eli's father would have been the tribe of Levi, but the house of Eli does not include all of the house of Levi. That's a bit of a tongue twister trying to say all of that. So that's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 